And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Eufy is sponsoring today's video. They reached out to me. I tested out their video lock. It is a game changer. I'm going to paint a picture for you for why I'm so excited to work with them. So you're getting home. Your arms are loaded with groceries or packages or boxes or everything. And your keys are in your pocket. This drives me nuts. This happens all the time. I upgraded to the Eufy video lock. Fingerprint tap i'm inside and honestly i also feel way safer it's got this awesome built-in camera so whether it's a package delivery or late night uber order i see exactly who's there right from my phone there are no more mystery knocks and the best part this thing was such a breeze to set up there's no wires there's no drilling uh there's also no monthly subscription fees so if you are done fumbling with your keys because i definitely am search for eufy video lock or head over to eufyofficial.com video lock your front door, your sanity. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network has other great podcasts you should go check out, like Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson. Now, with the holidays just around the corner, you're probably thinking, what's next for you in the new year? What other shows are you going to listen to to level yourself up? Well, on the Success Story podcast, I interview a lot of entrepreneurs, and I usually dive deep into the creative aspects of building a business. So if you are a creative, a creative business owner, or you're thinking about eventually becoming one, which at some point everybody kind of has to be because you have to be a little bit creative in how you build a business, how you market a business, and how you sell your product, all of that does require some creativity, but also for people that are hyper-focused on the creative niche. You may be interested in Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson. Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be a boss as a creative business owner. If you are into some of the following topics, you're gonna love this show. Project management and building systems for creatives, freelancers, or side hustlers, opening a retail store, rituals that inspire and evoke creativity, and taking time off as a business owner to focus on yourself, your creativity, and upskilling, you need to listen to Being Boss. They cover all these topics and more. You can listen to Being Boss on any of your favorite podcasting platforms or at hubspot.com slash podcast network. Today, I'm going to speak about Amazon. It's a case study. I'm going to speak about Amazon's roots from Jeff Bezos's garage all the way through to becoming a trillion dollar company. I'm going to speak about their strategy, how they grew, how they marketed themselves, how they focused on their customers, how they diversified, how they brought in partners, how they scaled. This is a business case study. This is Amazon's growth story. Amazon, 
from an online bookstore to a trillion dollar e-commerce giant. Before blasting off into space, Jeff Bezos was a regular guy. He had an office job that he hated. Bezos was a former Wall Street hedge fund executive who analyzed the greater possibilities of investment via the internet, examining the trends that led him to realize that there was vast potential for growth and sales on the web. So he did something that may or may not be the norm in the early days of the internet. I know a lot of people jumped into startups, but he obviously was a success story as opposed to somebody that was just another casualty of the dot-com boom. He quit his job and let his entrepreneurial spark guide him to the development of one of the most successful companies in the world, Amazon. So seeing how big the platform is now and how dependent we are on Amazon and virtually all aspects of our virtual lives and our work from home lives and our obsession with e-commerce and convenience, it is mind blowing to think about its beginning. So let's rewind. Let's go back to the beginning. How did it all start? So Jeff left his profitable position, very profitable. He's doing quite well at an investment bank to create a startup company in 1994. After thorough research, he made a list of what possible products could be lucrative to sell once they went online. With a degree in computer science and electrical engineering and a handful of staff, he initially launched Amazon as an online bookstore from his garage. The company's name was inspired by the largest river in the world, akin to Bezos's aspirations to become the largest bookstore worldwide. This move was in fact a marketing strategy, since it would always be listed higher in numerous alphabetized lists, thus garnering more attention. SEO right from the get-go. Initially, Amazon was able to rake in around $610 million as of 1998, just being an online bookstore. So he saw the opportunity with the internet and he doubled down. $610 million is nothing to scoff at considering that's already an incredibly successful business in and of itself. Eventually, the company expanded by allowing third-party sellers on the platform to pave the way for consumers to access unique and rare items online, which is the current iteration of Amazon. Since then, Amazon has become the web giant that we know and love today. Amazon currently has merchant partnerships with multiple companies, logistical services, and even numerous product lines and services. Because of its various products, the company's market value as of 2021 has become $1.557 trillion on pace to hit the $2 trillion valuation market cap threshold, which is currently held by just Apple Microsoft. But how did the business come to be? This company used strategies to set itself apart from its competitors. Let's dive into some of them right now. First, the get big fast mindset. So intending to be the largest online bookstore back in 1994, Bezos implemented the get big fast strategy. This maximized the growing potential of the internet by allowing third-party sellers to start selling electronics, video games, software, toys, games, and home items. There are three main concepts that were under this mindset that allowed Amazon to grow. So personalization equals profitability. Despite the growth Amazon acquired over its first few years, it was still a common online e-commerce platform. So to set it apart, Amazon fine-tuned its online services to allow the platform to recommend new products based on the algorithm of a consumer's purchase history and data from similar buyers of each item. So it started using a very rudimentary AI to suggest things that you could potentially 
purchase based on your spending habits. This was very novel at the time, and that personalization is something that Amazon's carried through ever since. The second thing was one-click buying. Back then, Amazon had its leverage to make sure consumers felt they were directly purchasing from Amazon despite the number of sellers that they were actually interacting with. So how does one-click buying actually fit into this picture? So unlike its competitors back in the day, Amazon allowed its customers to complete their payments or transactions without leaving the platform. At its core, this was a customer-friendly, customer-success, user-experience strategy. This created a user-friendly environment that fostered convenience and ease at just the click of a button. It made everything feel seamless. Even though it wasn't, even though there were so many moving parts in the back end, the customer didn't experience any of it. And this is a lesson that we can carry forward to today. Make it easy for the customer to buy your product. And it seems simple. It could just be the interface that they use. It could be a one-click checkout. There's tools like Stripe or Fast that allow easy checkouts from any e-commerce platform. But the point is, it doesn't matter if you have an e-commerce product, a DTC product, a SaaS product. If you are a consultant and you're selling professional services, make it easy for the customer to buy. And the third pillar was seller fulfillment. So as a component of online shopping, sellers play a crucial role in facilitating service delivery. Amazon took pride in supporting their sellers in their early years by innovating ways to ensure that their products could reach end users. They allow sellers to stow their products in massive warehouses known as fulfillment centers. Amazon then took on the burden and the responsibility of logistics, customer service, and product returns, removing that headache from a smaller seller that probably would have a hard time coordinating all those items. These alone are cost-effective strategies that aim to support small businesses, so small businesses in mind, the actual vendors in mind, but also the customers in mind. They focused on optimizing the experience for everybody but themselves, and in turn, that's how they were successful. So that was some of the growth strategies that Amazon deployed, but obviously these strategies were not enough to get it to the level that it is today. So they also doubled down on marketing strategies. And aside from the physical aspects or the focus on logistics or the customer experience, the success of Amazon definitely was grounded in its marketing and sales tactics as well as some of the items I just mentioned. So let's look at some of the marketing and sales strategies that were deployed by the company. So the first one is customer obsession. So compared to their competitors, Amazon developed a reputation for being customer obsessed. The platform consistently provided a wide array of merchandise at low prices at the customer's convenience. Their focus to deliver the best experience paved the way for developing a system that constantly analyzes and tests market opportunities. It even fostered the creation of their loyalty programs, one of their key features to date. So Amazon Prime, it's all focused on the customer. Having thrilled customers creates engaging atmospheres that makes them keep coming back for more. Now, outside of customer obsession, they also focused on more traditional marketing activities. So optimized and targeted emails. Amazon decided to include the personalization in their email campaign. So they optimized and targeted emails. They sent email campaigns that covered new releases and product recommendations catered to each customer. In addition, they only sent emails that were hyper-relevant for the customer, and they didn't focus on 
frequency, they actually decreased the frequency of the email so that when you did get an email, you found it useful as opposed to spammy or annoying. And lastly, they focused on partnership. To further expand its coverage, Amazon was smart in investing in its merchant partnerships from different sectors. As a result, it has become a great way of facilitating promotion and product distribution worldwide. They wanted to bring everyone up. They wanted to partner with as many people as possible. In turn, this led to development of performance-based incentives that encouraged Amazon affiliates to sell more products, making more money on every product that they sell. So they always focused on compensating their partners above and beyond because they knew that those partners, those affiliates were a great way to bring in traffic, to develop trust with markets and audiences they didn't have developed trust with yet. And that's why these affiliate partnerships were so important for growing Amazon as a company. So what can we learn from Amazon's success? So number one, the value of data and processing. Data processing has always been key in driving Amazon's success in the industry. With data adequately processed, the company can experiment through their test groups and evolve current features before being released to the public. Second thing is, don't be afraid to experiment and fail. Experiments are necessary to iron out the kinks of projects before launching. But keep in mind that despite numerous experiments, there may be opportunities that are bound to fail. One must be able to take these lessons and to adapt in an ever-changing environment. Amazon did that exceptionally well. The fourth thing is to be customer-centric. Customers always appreciate whenever platforms pursue their best interests, whenever companies pursue their best interests. This may be in the form of creating a user-friendly interface down to providing details that will keep the customer's mind at ease about their products, or it could be personalizing, or it could be obsessing over rectifying situations where the customer was wrong. Whatever it may be, customer-centric, customer-focused, customer-obsessed, it always wins. And lastly, innovate, innovate, and innovate some more. So can you imagine that Amazon began as an online bookstore? One of the superpowers Amazon deployed was it was okay to disrupt its own business. It was never comfortable with where it was, and it was never okay with average. It never underestimated the power of ideas and critical thinking and being able to uproot and disrupt your own business as this was the boost and the advantage that any business could use. Be okay changing, be okay iterating, be okay disrupting yourself. Amazon is now one of the largest e-commerce platforms that took advantage of a growing industry. It has made trillions of dollars due to its data-driven strategies, customer-obsessed strategies for the key benefit of its stakeholders, again, the consumers. Be obsessed with customers, disrupt yourself, and always be optimizing lessons straight from the Amazon playbook. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works. 
one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs, no more servers, no more updates, just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win, efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash Clary. That's netsuite.com slash Clary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs, and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. 
This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 